0: Two to tango, to to tango Two to really get the feeling of romance less. do the tango, do the tango Do the dance of love You can sail on a ship by yourself Take a nap or a nip by yourself You can get into debt on your own things that you can do alone, oh, but it takes two to tango, two to tango, two to really get the feeling of romance, let do the tango, do the tango, do the dance of love, yeah! Back up! Back up! Honey, takes two to tango. Two to tango. Two to really get the feeling of romance. Less do the tango. Do the tango. Do the dance of love. You can prune to the moon by yourself. You can laugh like a loon by yourself Spend a lot, go to pot on your own are lots of things that you can do alone Whoa, but it takes two to tango, two to tango Two to really get the feeling of romance less. do the tango, do the tango Do the dance of love it takes two, takes two. You know somehow it always takes two. And I'm with you. Yeah! Back up!
1: Good evening. That was Madame Pearl Bailey. And I am R. Wolf. R. Wolf, I'm filling in for Mike Perini, hoping Mike is feeling better sometime soon. He's feeling a bit under the weather. Speaking of weather, the word up is that there's a bunch of snow on the way, I don't know, five, six inches, something like that, are possible for this area. So be aware of that, and if you stick with WCBN all evening and into the night, we'll take care of you with one thing after the next. I decided, this is a very short notice, where Mike asked me to fill in for him, and I'm happy to do this, and I decided on the spur of the moment to get out Pearl Bailey's cookbook, Pearl's Kitchen, an extraordinary cookbook by Pearl Bailey. Let's see. this was uh, published by Harcourt brace Jovanovic in nineteen seventy three It's a book. You remember what books are? they don't uh, you don't plug them in, they don't light up, but you can read them. on page forty eight of this remarkable book we find the entry, good coffee. This is Pearl Bailey. She's going to talk about coffee. A recipe for coffee? Nope. I'm just going to say a few things about coffee appreciation. I simply love a good cup of coffee once in a while, like every morning, as a matter of fact. Pearl says, I maintain that women have mind and men have muscle, but at night I think the brain sort of turns way down to low. When I wake up in the morning, I think I have to do something to get that baby going again. A single cup of good coffee consumed in absolute peace is the best answer there is. Everybody in my house is in danger in the morning until I have that cup of coffee in my hand. Ah, sweet mystery. The first sip is worth all my money. It is worth all of the furs and diamonds that I might be able to get. I can look at a cup of coffee and classify it right away according to my own private little rating system. Here's how it goes. 1. Instant Coffee Any kind of instant coffee. If you make it regularly, then I say shame on you. I say that that is for an L.A. only, and I think you can figure out what L.A. stands for. It's emergency time when I resort to instant coffee. Um, Number two on Pearl Bailey's coffee scale is beige coffee. This is coffee that looks and tastes like slightly dirty, warm brown water. If anything was printed at the bottom of the cup like the maker's name, you could read it perfectly well. Very poor coffee. Number three, medium brown coffee. Not too weak and not too strong. My type. I rate this coffee excellent. Number four, dark brown coffee. This was mama's type of coffee, and many well known coffee drinkers think this is the best kind. They love the strong coffee. And finally, on her 1 through 5 scale, number 5 is ink. <laughs> I-N-K. Restaurants are fond of serving this kind of coffee. Bad restaurants, and also some good ones, end up putting coffee on the table that is just like ink. Probably the pot has not been washed thoroughly for years. Then they make the coffee in the morning and let it sit there and brew all day. Even in their homes, some people leave the pot on the stove with a small flame underneath all day long. It's really rough, that coffee, by afternoon. I say wash your coffee pot thoroughly before each new brewing of coffee. Pearl Bailey says, I don't measure my coffee. I just sort of feel around and pour maybe three or more scoops to a large pot. I never overbrew coffee. I boil it, first to a rapid boil, then immediately to a simmer. Then I drink it. I never use the basket inside my coffee pot. By the way, it is okay to reheat good coffee. It has been done for hundreds of years. If coffee is too dark to start with, there isn't anything you can do to make it better. Adding water to this coffee only makes weaker, bad coffee. And in a restaurant, I have often tried putting a little cream in the ink they serve, and all that does is to turn it the most gorgeous purple you have ever seen. All you need is about four cups of that and two cigarettes, and your tongue is completely finished. The best coffee of all really isn't on my rating system. It is coffee cooked in a saucepan outdoors. I love that outdoors smell. Let's get a campaign on for some good coffee, get the restaurants to wash those pots, and at home, let's turn the fire off when the coffee's ready and not turn it on again unless we want to reheat it later. Pearl Bailey talking about coffee from her uh, extraordinary cookbook, cookbook, as it says on the cover, Pearl's Kitchen. I'll be reading, uh, let's see, we'll move on to Green's. And I think we'll even get to, uh, well, maybe some apple fritters, too, if there's time. Uh, Right now, here's Pearl Bailey singing a song by Cole Porter, a special treat for you.
0: I hate men. I can't abide them even now and then. And ever marry one of them, I'd rest a maiden rather. For husbands are a boring lot, honey, and they give you a lot of bother. Of course, I'm pretty glad that mother deigned to marry father, but still, I hate men. Now, of all the types I've ever met within our democracy, I hate the most the athlete with his manner bold and brassy. He may have hair upon his chest, but sisters so has Lassie, you see. I just hate men Indeed I do Oh, I can't tell you how I detest these men In my opinion, they should be pigs in a pen You may be wooed by Jack the Tar, charming and chipper But if you take him for a mate, honey, you better be sure you're the skipper Because Jack the Tar may go too far And you remember Jack the Ripper? Oh, he cut him down, honey I hate men if thou should wear a businessman, be wary, oh, be wary. He'll tell you he's detained in town on business necessary. Business? His business is a business with his secretary. I know him, darling. I hate these men. Rascals. That's what they are, rascals. Oh, honey, I just, oh, can't stand these men. Though roosters, they, girl won't be no hen. If you espouse an older man through girlish optimism, he'll always stay at home at night and make no criticism. You call it love, honey. The doctors call it rheumatism. Oh, I hate these men. Woo! For all I've read alone in bed from A to Z about them. love is blind and from the mind all womankind should rout them. But ladies, you got to answer. What would we do without them still? When am started hanging around, though, I, I might change my opinion. I think the trouble with me is nobody's bothering. Who worries me? Rascals put me down.
1: Pearl Bailey, who was married for many years very happily to the jazz drummer Louis Belson. I'm thinking of there's a news item there was a, there was a train derailment. Very serious train derailment. Most of the train went off the tracks. But a few cars uh, near the, the rear, down by the caboose, had stayed upright on the tracks. And one of the uh, couples that was in there was Pearl Bailey and Louie Belson. And there was an actual photograph in the paper, this many years ago, of Pearl Bailey with her, uh, she had a kerchief on her head, big, thick-rimmed glasses and a megaphone, and she was standing out there in her, in her night, nightgown with a bathrobe around it and these big puffy slippers, you know. And uh, I always felt that if I was ever in a, a train derailment, I would hope that Pearl Bailey would, uh, would appear, you know, with a megaphone saying, this is Pearl, honey, you know, uh, the way she did on that occasion. Apparently she, was, uh, she really helped a lot of people to keep their cool. I think before we get to greens, I'm going to give you Pearl Bailey's recipe for corn fritters from her cookbook. Uh, corn fritters. Pearl says, one night I had crocheted so much I was cockeyed. So I walked around a little bit and lay back on the sofa at the hotel where I was staying, and I thought of corn fritters. I thought, gee whiz, I slipped up. I don't know when I have made Corn fritters. Then I remembered that Lewis likes to eat raw corn. In fact, he likes corn any way at all. So I knew he would like corn fritters. And many is the time while we've been driving along the road, my husband has pulled over to a fruit stand and he's brought some apples and some corn. Some people have given Lewis the nickname apples because he's so fond of them. Anyway, he would just shuck a piece of corn and eat it raw. Corn fritters are divine for breakfast, dinner, or any time. It's particularly nice in the morning if you have, say, a little leftover corn cooked in the refrigerator. Just mix up one or two cups of flour, two or three eggs, and about three cups of milk, and toss in a couple of dabs of sugar and a pinch of baking powder, and you mix all that up sort of like pancake mix and add the corn. How much corn you put in there is entirely up to you. We generally like like to put a lot of it. Instead of fresh milk, you can use diluted, evaporated milk or even water if your pocketbook is a little tight. After you have this batter all mixed, you grab a stick of butter. Now, the margarine people aren't going to like this, but in my own recipes, I don't use this stuff. I jumped straight from lard to butter, and never mind that yellow stuff in between. If you don't have the butter, you can use bacon grease. This is Pearl Bailey talking. I haven't uh, had a piece of bacon in over forty years, but she she does up a lot of meat and and uh, meat products in this uh, cookbook, and that's that's the way she liked to cook. Anyway, she says uh, you put this mixture of maybe in. Eight or quarter of an inch deep in the bottom of the skillet and get it hot, but not so hot it starts to burn. Then you take a big spoon and drop that pancake in there. Just let it bubble away until it browns and then turn it over. Try some syrup over them or apple butter. Yummy. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's our wolf filling in for Mike Perini. The Pearl Bailey approach to this show. I think uh, we had a song about hating men. Let's talk. Let's have a husband slaying song. This is this is about killing husbands. Um, Cole Porter wrote "I Hate Men." This one you're about to hear comes out of the Rogers and Hart songbook. It's performed by Pearl Bailey.
0: I've been married and married and often I've sighed. You see, I'm never a bridesmaid. Somehow I am always the bride, but I never divorced them. Well, I just hadn't the heart. Yet remember these sweet words, till death do us part. Darling, I married many men, about a ton of them Because I was untrue to none of them Because I bumped off every one of them To keep my love alive Sir Paul was frail, he looked erect to me At night he was a horse's neck to me So I performed an appendectomy Just to keep my love alive Sir Thomas had insomnia, but he couldn't sleep at night. I bought a little arsenic. Oh, he's sleeping now, darling. All right. Sir Philip played the harp, I cussed a thing. I crowned him with his harp to bust a thing. And now he plays where harps are just a thing. To keep my love alive, you know why to keep my love alive here's the fatal story you know i thought sir George, this child had possibilities but his flirtations made me ill at ease and honey when pearls ill at ease she just kills at ease to keep her love alive sir Charles, my favorite came from a sanatorium And yelled for drinks in my emporium Oh, I mixed him a drink, this child is in memoriam You bet he is, just keeping my love alive Now, Sir Francis has a crazy name, he was a singing bird A nightingale, that's why I tossed him off my balcony I didn't want to hurt him, I just wanted to see the child of life Sir Athelstan indulged in fratricide he killed his dad and that was patricide And one night I stabbed him, I stabbed him by the matricide To keep my love alive, just to keep my love Well, I sort of want to keep it alive You know, I love living, I dig living the most But about the marriages, we'll never talk about that on another record, honey
1: Now, I didn't bring this down here, and I'm only uh, doing a half-hour Pandora's Lunchbox before the uh, Face the Music show gets in with the traditional jazz. But it's worth noting that Pearl Bailey's early recordings, which I highly recommend to you, have been released, they have been reissued in chronological order by the Classics label, the French uh, reissue label, and... uh, Hopefully there's other editions where you can check her out. The the earlier you go with Pearl Bailey, the more fascinating it is, although these uh, 60s production things are are a lot of fun as well. Um, Let's see. I should probably um, just just cut to the chase here and... uh, Go to page 42 in Pearl Bailey's cookbook. Turnip greens, mustard greens, and dandelions. She says the same basic treatment for them all. Wash the greens, and I mean really wash them thoroughly because there's nothing worse than gritty greens. I go leaf by leaf. Go ahead and wash them in detergent as my sister Yura does, but get them clean. I don't know about that. I, I wouldn't have the nerve to wash them in detergent, I don't think, but that's, that's kind of extreme. But she says it's you know, viable. Um, Pearl says, I want every single tiny piece of grit off there before I start the cooking. The suds wash helps get all the sprays and everything off the vegetables. Okay. By the way, what did farmers' wives do years ago? Weren't bugs in style then, asks Pearl Bailey. Frozen greens are a poor compromise. They simply don't taste as good, so forget about them you may have to grow your own grains. Now, I'm not a farmer, and it's really funny to watch me try to plant a flower, but when we lived on the ranch in Apple Valley, California, I just scratched that hard desert dirt to plant my greens. That earth was good and dry at 110 degrees some days. Fortunately, you can plant turnip greens along a very shallow row. Mine were certainly shallow because the sun was beaming down, and my back was breaking. Finally, I pushed the dirt over the seeds with my foot gently and watered my magic plot every day faithfully. And 10 days later, with the watering in the sun, I let out a yelp. I saw life, a tip of green sticking out of there. They should have had that yell on TV advertising something else. Now I do the same thing every year in my backyard in the San Fernando Valley. The point is that I want us to be able to have greens every day if we want them. I don't know what the medical world will say about this, but I want to tell you that the juice from all greens is good to drink, says Pearl Bailey. That juice can tune your body up and regulate it in more ways than one. It is called pot liquor. Recently, I heard of someone who canned it and was making a fortune. That old drink is as old as the hills. Anyway, after washing the greens and rinsing them well, I put them in a pot that is about a quarter full of water. It is important to remember that greens carry their own water, too, and a great deal of it, so you don't need to add too much to the pot. Adding too much water, you could make them soggy. If you're going to season with meat, such as ham, it's as well to put that into the pot while you are still washing the greens. That gives the meat a head start when everything starts to cook. Season with salt and pepper, put the top on there after it comes to a medium boil, and then don't fool around. Keep checking back with it, tasting to see if everything's almost done. When they're almost finished, take the top off and leave it off while the water boils down considerably. Keep in mind that you are going to concentrate that pot liquor and keep it. You can pour off some of the juice and save it, and then let the greens cook a little more. How good it used to be when mama would turn around from the stove and hand each of us a cup of hot pot liquor, says Pearl Bailey. I might add that uh, what Lindsay and I do is to put our favorite greens, uh, kale is very good this way, or or other greens. Uh, we tend to uh, cut them up and put them in a big pot and put just a very small amount of water on the on the bottom of the pot. And they uh, they sort of steam very quickly, and it keeps them from getting soggy. And my favorite trick that I learned from Lindsay is to put, uh, put some butter and some curry and maybe a little salt in there. And man, is that good. That can, uh, that can make some heavenly kale, especially. Highly recommended. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. Heading into uh, oh, about six minutes from now, we'll have the Face the Music show. Let's get back to Cole Porter with Pearl Bailey. And you can sing along with this if you want to.
0: Baby, birds do it, bees do it, even educated fleas do it. Let's do it, let's fall in love. In Spain the best, upper sets do it. Lithuanians and let's do it. Let's do it, let's fall in love. The Dutch and old Amsterdam do it. Not to mention the Finns. The folks in Siam do it. Honey, think of Siamese twins, some Argentines, without means do it, people say in Boston even beans do it, let's do it, let's fall in love. Oysters down in Oyster Bay, do it, let's do it, let's fall in love. Cold cake Cod, clams, can say I wish, do it. Even lazy jellyfish, do it, let's do it, let's fall in love. Electric eels, I might add, do it, so it shocks me, I know. Why ask if Shad do it? Waiter, honey, bring me Shad in shallow shows. English souls do it. Goldfish in the privacy of bows do it. Let's do it.
2: Let's
1: This uh, one of the live tracks from the proper box. It's Proper Records, put out the Wardell Gray story. Wardell Gray, uh, with a whole bunch of other guys, jamming on scrapple from the apple. Scrapple, of course, being a type of uh, breakfast meat, sort of a meat byproduct sausage type element that people who eat meat might have for breakfast.